We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode of Drinks with Binks on ice, the hockey playoffs are heating up and we've got some incredible women to help give insight, analysis, and of course, have some fun. I'm pleased to be joined by Blake Bolden, the first black woman to play professional hockey, who's also the first black woman to be a pro scout, and Carlin Bate, the first female voice on EA Sports NHL and reporter for the LA Kings. We talk about what the Blues should have done when their fan base threw racist slurs at Avalanche's Nazem Kadri. We also discuss how good Connor McDavid looks up close. And finally, what changes could be made to make hockey better? This is Drinks with Banks. We're sipping on a little coffee today. Drinks with Binks on Ice is presented by Fubo TV. Cut cable and keep more than 100 of your most watched channels with live sports, top shows, and more. All streaming from your favorite devices. Go to FuboTV.com slash Binks to save 15% on your first month. Hey guys, welcome on in to Drinks with Binks on Ice. I'm Julie Stewart-Binks. We have been rocking and rolling, having some incredible women on the show in hockey. We had Linda Cohn and Christine Simpson on last week. Trailblazers OGs who taught us so much about starting out in the industry and keeping going in the industry because we know that it's one thing to get in the door and through it, but then also to stay and to keep reinventing yourself and to learn and to grow and all this kind of stuff, especially when it's super male dominated and it just feels like all the time we are having an uphill battle. I'm already starting my Moira Rose voice, so you know it's going to be a great episode. I am very excited today to welcome in two incredible women who have both very different stories, but they're both on the West Coast, best coast maybe. Uh, Pleased to welcome in Blake Bolden, who is first ever black woman to play pro hockey and first ever black woman to be a pro scout, as well as Carlin Baith, who is a LA Kings reporter, been there forever, first female voice for EA Sports NHL. Ladies, such a pleasure to have you here today. I want to raise a glass for everything that you have accomplished and done for women in the industry. So thank you so much. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Yay. Love it. Also, Julie, can I say real quick, big Blake Bolden fan. Hold on. Look at this. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Little baby Blake. <laughs> that is amazing. Honored to be here with you, ladies. <laughs> I love your support. 
I love this. Okay, so I know that you guys both are with the Kings in different capacities, but for those who don't know, how do you guys know each other? And like, what have you guys worked on together? I guess, Carlin, we'll start with you because you've got Blake's face on your shirt. Yeah, totally. So this is Blake's clothing company, first of all, which you can purchase this shirt. Love it. Super cozy. Had to wear it as I've, you know, found out we're all doing this together. But um, I've interviewed Blake a couple times for our content on the King side and just getting to know her and being around her um, as she's been working with the organization has just been so awesome. Um, Julie, you know how it is. It's like once other women come into our world, you hoard them. It's like, okay, we are immediately going to connect. We're women in this together. And um, just like running into her all over the hockey world has been amazing. And um, yeah, we've just worked on a, a couple pieces of content together. It's been great. Yes. Yes, it really has been, Carlin, and you've been so supportive of me. And I just think as soon as I entered into the Kings community, you were one of the first people that was like, Blake, I got you. What do you need? Let's uplift you. Um, and I really appreciate that because it is hard. It is challenging, as you said, Julie. So it's great to be on this on this uh, show. I find it fascinating. Both of you have different backgrounds. And I do want to get into, uh, you know, we got a lot of hockey stuff going on. We know you were at the Kings sad departure from the playoffs but we'll get into them in a second we also saw though some of the big news really of um nazim kadri with the colorado avalanche uh i mean he scored a hat trick in the abs win but he had received so much racism and just awful disgusting toxic comments and his wife put them out on Instagram and, you know, just reading them makes your makes you feel sick to your stomach that people would actually say these things. I'd be curious for both of you guys, both very different vantage points and experiences, of course. Blake, I know you could probably speak to this, but just the mm -hmm. idea of if you were Craig Berube or if you were an assistant, like how would you deal with this situation when your fan base is just doing some of the most disgusting things and the world. Yeah, I think there's always a, a way to do something. You can always do something with class. You can always be a good competitor. Obviously, you want to win, but you want to win with class. And you can be curt and, and just and just say, hey, listen, we don't support that. But if you want to focus on the game, you can just say point A and move on to point B. You know, it doesn't have to be long and drawn, but there is compassion. I think hockey is one of the most brotherly sports out there. And I think that is something respectable. Um, so I, I have a lot of compassion on both sides. I'm, I'm just, I think the comments, unfortunately, are, are not, they're disgusting. But I think Nazem is a true athlete. He's a true competitor. And I love the fact that he showed up and scored and shut the haters up. I agree. Like just being compassionate as best you can. And, and maybe sometimes when people don't say something, maybe they don't know the right thing to say, but honestly, being compassionate, you can't go wrong with that. So just speaking up and using your voice and, and not backing what's happening, um, is just so important. And then nauseam, I just feel horrible and seeing people's reaction to a lot of people are saying, oh, wow, it's just a couple of comments like they're not serious or something. It's like every single thing you read, no matter how you feel about it, it's how the person feels about it. So if that's directed toward him and his family and he feels like this is something that is not OK, 
that's all that matters. So whether you're reading it, you don't think it's a big deal. It is a big deal because it's a big deal to him. And every comment too that other people are exposed to, um, I almost think is kind of like a, um, a like a micro um, trauma. Like if, if yeah. all three of us are reading this, it might not be happening to us, but we're experiencing it with him. And it's just that extra hate in the world that doesn't need to be there. So mm-hmm. I, I hate the situation. I hate that it's happened. Um, we're all with Nazim and it's I, I love that he's speaking out about it and, and making others like him feel like they're not alone because this probably happens all the time off of a big stage. You guys, you know that? I think it's important. You find yourselves, especially in, in my situation of being someone that is BIPOC, you, you find yourself having to be responsible and educate and stand up. And I think he's doing a very good job at protecting himself and and being a good teammate and being a good leader in the community. And then also being great on the ice, too, because when I was growing up and things were told to me that I didn't particularly care for, you know, I always just showed it on the ice. And that was my best way to express myself. It's like, here's my wall. Here's my barrier. I cannot let this get through because my focus right now, his focus is to win a Stanley Cup. And he's proving that. Right. And and I think that's an interesting point that you make, Blake, where a lot of the onus for sort of explaining these topics and how to deal with them does fall on the people who it affects the most, which is not right and shouldn't have to be the case. And that's why I think that to both of your points, the fact that the coach has to come out and condemn what has gone on, because if you don't, you are complicit with it, because even if you say, well, we're sticking to the game, well, this is bigger than the game. Mm-hmm. What's an aspect of hockey in the hockey world, in your perspective, that uh, really, really needs improvement right now? I'm not in the locker room like these guys are day to day, but I get this feeling, and this, this is just me speculating, but I get this feeling that hockey could be a more open place for the players. I mean, you two have worked in this sport. You know, it is team first. It is, you know, you don't want to be that person that's got the loudest personality or that's drawing the most attention to themselves, especially in the sport of hockey. And I'm not I'm not saying everybody's got to go, you know, flip the switch and go off the rails and be, you know, um, different and unique and kooky and crazy and like, hey, I draw all the attention to me. That's not the level that I'm going to. It's just like the ability ability to be yourself, Mm -hmm. I feel like isn't as welcomed in this sport as it could be. Um, I don't know where it starts because I played, I played women's hockey and gosh, were we rambunctious (laughs) and loud and everybody had an opinion. You could be yourself. Like it was the locker room was the best place to be. And I feel like in men's hockey, there's a lot of suppression. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of things that maybe they don't say or they hold in or they can't be true to. And I would love to see that take a step forward um, in the right direction. If, if you both know what I'm trying to say there. Yeah. Yeah, That's off the top of my head, just something small that I've always thought about and like getting to know these guys like outside of, of the locker room and, and learning like little things about them. I'm just like, do your teammates know this? Like, do, do yeah, they know like, yeah, you like you have to do depth these to yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's just I a know, little That's thing. a great point. Blake, uh, for you, what do you think is an area that's uh, prominent in your mind that you think really needs to 
change? Well, I would say to piggyback off of Carlin's point, it is such a great point. I think personality is huge to even just growing the game. I mean, that's what that's what I'm passionate about. I've been passionate about growing the game, diversifying the game, getting more people involved in the game for my entire career because I've been in this spot where I'm like, oh, great, I'm still the only black person here. And it's, it's cool, but I want to see more. I want to see more diversity. I want to see more equity. So having personality is huge and important, and it draws different people into the game, which enhances the audiences, and that trickles down into youth sports. I mean, a little girl could be looking on the television right now and seeing someone like Carlin or someone like you or someone like me just talking hockey and believing that that's something that she can be. And I think on the women's side, we're always pushing that voice. Um, so mm-hmm. I think, Carlin, that's a really great point. But for me, I think that growing the game intentionally and not just saying that hockey is for everyone, but actually having these building blocks, right? And holding everybody, every club accountable for what we're doing and not just putting a stamp on it and saying, hey, we're doing this for the community, but let's let's really like air it out and see because it's important. Yes. I'll drink to that. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. That is a great point. Thanks, guys. Mm. We're crushing it. What's up, everyone? I'm Anson Carter. I'm having drinks with my girl, JSB, a.k.a. Drinks with Binks. Make sure you tune in. It's always a good time. The sparkling water is so good when it hits the lips. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, I'm Chris Simpson, and I just had drinks with Banks on Ice. You guys got to see Connor McDavid Woo. up close. Oh, my. And just torch <laughs> the Kings. And we don't um, have to talk about it, though. <laughs> we talk about respect. We'll put some respect on that name, even though, you know, it was against the team that you guys both work with. But I mean, this guy, 23 points in 10 games at this moment. Let's just see what happens like after we, we take this. But like, what's one thing that maybe you guys noticed just watching him that that you hadn't noticed before or that was like that stuck out to you that was that was new? Uh, Blake, I'll start with you because. You got that scouting brain on. Well, honestly, I mean, when we won that first game in Edmonton, I was I was like, oh, okay, let's go. This is this is really good. And then the tides clearly game two and three shifted 
And you just can see in Connor McDavid's eyes, his freaking fire that he just does not quit. Like the will that this man has, the skill that he has. I mean, he makes everybody on the ice freaking better. People can just be standing in front of the net and he'll get you the puck. He can have three people on him and still protect the puck. Like the puck is glued to his stick. And he wills that. And I think it's so impressive. And I'm just blessed that I'm alive to even see the, one of the, the greatest hockey player to ever play. Like, and I'm proud that the Kings pushed the game seven. I mean, that was huge. You, it's, you can't really stop him. The, the, the most you can do is try to contain him and slow him down. And then sometimes you just saw the holes and we were just like, oh, shucks. He got the puck in the neutral zone. He's willing it up. Like, come on, boys. You can do this. Yeah. And he skates through like five of us. And I'm just like, dang it. Like, what? this guy's incredible. Before, Carlin, I'll go to you, but Blake, you said something interesting where, you, you know, you're watching one of the greatest ever do it. Do you think he is the greatest I mean, it. it's 2022 and he's making these grown men look like, you know, the youth hockey players at times. So I would say, heck yeah. I, it's exciting. It's exciting. Yeah. It's, it's insane. And like, I know people keep asking like, Julie, that's a common question of like, is he the greatest to ever do it? And then yeah. the people come in with the noise of like, no, Wayne Gretzky was obviously, I think of our time. He mm -hmm. is yeah. the greatest and each era of hockey has their greatest in our present moment in this present decade. Connor McDavid is the greatest hockey player on the planet. And something that I noticed that like seeing him up close and personal. Yeah, we play the Oilers in the regular season. Sure. And you see what he's capable of. Sure. That man does not look <laughs> down at the ice for more than like 2.5 seconds uh -huh. per 60. Like it is insane wow. that he's doing all of this and look at his head. The heads, that's like the first thing you try to teach yeah. a monkey. Okay, keep your head up. Let's see if you can stick candle around these cones with your eyes up and looking for your, you know, your, your pass and your outlet here. Mm -hmm. That man does not look down. And that's what makes it even crazier. It's like, he's got that talent. He's got that skill. He's steamrolling through people with his head up. <laughs> like a proper hockey player. It's right. mind-boggling. Yeah. I can't imagine playing hockey with my head up. Holy smokes. <laughs> I know. The puck would be way back behind me right at the start. <laughs> but you guys, you saw it. We saw Dustin Brown hang him up this year, playing forever, literally. Um, what's like a memory of Brownie that you guys will have, whether it's on or off the ice, that many years down the road, or even just right now, someone's like, Dustin Brown, favorite memory. Oh, what is girl, it? I'm a 2020 addition to the Kings. I feel like I'm not even qualified enough to answer that. But I do think that his legacy is amazing. I mean, I just read the hockey royalty with Mike Altieri, 18 years that he saw Dustin come into the program. And I think that the culture that the Kings build is so special that we have people that have been working in communications, broadcasting, you know, hockey ops and on the team for that long. I think it's just so impressive. So I'm just pumped to be here. Dustin Brown. I love, I love his Dustin Brown hits. Like he, <laughs> I love when he just, just rams people into the boards and gives a little hip check. I think, I mean, he's incredible and watching his press conference, I got really emotional, but yeah, I, I don't think I know him enough, unfortunately, to give him the proper uh, memory that I wish that I had with him. <laughs> That's all good. You remember the hits. Play the hits. 
And and Carlin, just uh, quickly, is there a memory that you have of Brownie that will live on? Yes. Uh, he's the only player to ever drop an F-bomb in one of my interviews, and he did it twice. He did it once live on television, and then in his press conference, I was asking him about how he told his family about retirement, and he did it one more time. And I let him know, Dustin, <laughs> not only were you the only player, you've you've done it twice to me now, but just, um, yeah, the way he, he leads and, and talks about leadership, it's just that C really never left his chest, even mm -hmm. if it, like, physically did. Um, that's something that is just so special about him. And some of those last presser comments in his like, you know, retirement announcement where he was talking about, do you want to be the person who adds energy to the room or takes it away? Like there was this just whole speech about adding energy and you can take that into your own life and apply it to like so many different things. Um, his like hockey conversation is just so much more cerebral than like mm -hmm. it, it just being about hockey. So right, right, I, right. Yeah, I just so appreciate him. Flake, I love that you're a pro scout, and I think that's like the most badass thing in the entire world. What is something that would surprise us about doing this job when you are also like not an old <laughs> white dude that has chew in their mouth? Oh, what would surprise you? I mean, honestly, really, I think that scouting. And as I've gotten all this recognition and it's, it's not super glamorous. Like it's just, you're on the road and granted I started in the midst of a pandemic and I didn't really get to get really into it until this season when the regular season just kicked off regularly. Um, but on the road, you're on the road. I got to, I got to pack my bands. It's hard to stay healthy first and foremost, like you're driving to all these places and I'm like, shoot, I got to work out. Yeah. I got to pack some good food or I'm going to blow up like a freaking balloon here. And I take fitness very seriously. Um, but, you know, I think I think the Kings and their prospects, that was really exciting. Acquiring Tynan and MVP and having Furky as a leader. And as as far as we took it through playoffs round two, that was really exciting. But Nothing crazy surprising. I mean, you do the work and you get it done. Carlin, you have such an interesting job with doing EA hockey. And this year had the women's women's teams in there. And, you know, when we look at video games, so many people say, oh, I played FIFA growing up or I played this. And like, that's how I know something about something else. In what way do you think like having these women's teams on video games will help grow sport? Oh my God, it's huge. Like you both know just seeing somebody do something can put it into your brain. Like we were talking about earlier that you can do that too. And you don't even realize it when you're so young. Um, it takes just one person. It takes, mm -hmm. you know, one name, one job, one experience to be uh, aware of something enough to think, wow, I, that's possible. So I think having the yeah. women's names in there is so huge. Recording those was just incredible. Like having to uh, just be a part, like a small part of that felt so special, but that's huge. That's, that's probably why we're all where we are right now, because we saw someone do something that we thought, wow, I could do that too. And mm -hmm. I, I just hope 
any young girl playing that game goes, wait a minute, women's professional hockey? Like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, mm. mom, give me some skates. Like, that's what I hope. That is what I hope happens. And vice versa. Like, it could happen for, for them seeing a, a male player as well. Like, I just hope exposure can, can mm-hmm. at least make people aware of something yeah. enough to the point that they can go, I want to do that. So, but to have women added, I hope it adds even more exposure for sure. I love that. Blake, have you played it before? You know, I haven't played it. I have a PS2. Like I'm pretty old school. <laughs> I'm playing I'm playing Hits 2002 with Rob Blake. <laughs> Subscribe to the Fubo Sports YouTube page for clips and full episodes. Follow us at Fubo Sports on all social media channels. Also available in podcast form wherever you find your favorite pods. We've had an awesome time drinking and banking here with Blake Bolden and Carlin Baith. And you guys, before we let you go, I mean, I could talk to you forever. Uh, I, I love both of your stories, your energy. You're such interesting people. Where can we find you next? And Blake, I'll start with you. Whatever you guys want to promote. Uh, you can find me next. I'll be in Colorado watching the last of the West Division and playoffs. So that's where I'll be. And you can find me on Sport Blake, Instagram, Twitter, all of that. And uh, watching playoff hockey and hopefully getting on the broadcast soon. You can find me hosting the NHL's GWC. It's the Gaming World Championship. And we're going to the Netherlands Sick. at the beginning of June. And we'll be in Montreal surrounding the draft. And we're gonna we're gonna crown some gaming champions. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Guys, thank you so much for joining us and thanks for watching everyone out there. You know where to find us, all of our clips, our shows, everything on YouTube at Fubo Sports. And you can follow us on social, Twitter, and Instagram at Fubo Sports. And until next time, bottoms up, bitches. Cheers. <laughs> Woo! Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.